Welcome to the True North Nutrition Podcast, your personal guide to nutrition, training, and mindset on the journey to transform your body. I'm your host, Joe Paul. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to another True North Nutrition Company podcast. Today's show features Marty Zepfel, and you're definitely going to want to hear her story. I met Marty first at an ACFT certification to learn how to teach the new Army fitness test. I was fortunate enough to have her as a supply sergeant at my Wisconsin National Guard duty station, and I knew she was passionate about fitness. We bonded right away over that, but what I learned from her on the podcast was incredibly powerful. And a lot of that came around her competing in bodybuilding and a marathon in the same month. Can you believe that? She has a lot to say from her experience that was also the recovery demanded by her competition. So listen in and enjoy. Came in, you were like commanding the room. You're like, I came in late. I don't know what it was. And I was like, oh, shit. And (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. You grab yourself. Like, here's what we're doing. But then I asked a few questions and you were like, okay. Uh, well, this person at least like kind of cares what's going on here. So um, just again, to provide a little bit of background, I, I knew um, Marty from this ACFT training at my unit. And I just knew that fitness was definitely an important part, obviously from this first exchange. But um, additionally, and I, you probably don't know this, but w- like whenever we have chow and it gets ordered in, then like what, the way it used to be with supply sergeants be like, oh, whatever, like local food, like mac and cheese or like pizza or whatever. And um, here she had ordered some like, it had, like this big, beautiful salad. And there was like a pasta salad and some like good lean proteins. And I went in there to the supply room where you were, your supply office. And I, I don't know, I was asking you a question, but you were like actually eating the pasta. And I was like, okay, this isn't just like a fake fitness person. Like she knows the value of like eating carbs. (laughs) Just like, you know, do it with it. And you said something to you. You're like, yeah, like I need, I need these. So um, anyway, that I just wanted to share my, um, some of that stuff that you probably didn't even like remember or know, but um, that said, I'd like to open it up to you too and just kind of give yourself an an intro and who, who Marty is and also staff sergeant. All right. Yeah. So again, yep. Uh, Steph Sarn Zuffel. Um, so I kind of got really big into fitness um, starting, I would say in seventh grade, both of my sisters were very, very big into cross country track swimming. So of course that's what I had to do. Um, immediately got into it and they hated it because seventh grade, me going against them and as a senior, I was still keeping up with them. I absolutely loved it. I love training hard. Um, I would say I had a lot of the natural talent. My dad always said my one sister was more natural talent and the other sister um, was more just had the grit. And I kind of had both of them. Like I put in 110%, but I also did have a little of the natural talent. Um, so that's kind of where it started. And then um, when I was younger too, I did played basketball, soccer, softball, that stuff. I always just really enjoyed sports. Um, just being out there, being I love being around people. And then it kind of became like a goal of mine um, for me because at the time I, I right out of high school, I graduated in June, went to basic training in July and then went straight to college, um, was on the swim team there, had a great time. Uh, definitely like, I, 
it was growing off of that. But even during that time, I was still doing races and I'm like, you know what? I, I kind of looked into triathlons and I'm like, wow, those are kind of cool. You know, swim, bike, run. Like, I mean, I like two of those things. I still don't like biking necessarily, but as I always say, your strength grows out of your weakness. Um, yeah, yeah but it's, so I got into triathlons and I'm like, okay. So for those who don't know, there's a lot of different, um, like lengths. So there's uh try a try, which is like the very first one. I think it's like 200 meter swim a mile or like a six mile bike and then a mile run at that that's um, like not even like a sprint try that's like you literally just want to like get yeah get you're like i don't know if i like this I, all i have is a mongoose bike which is actually what i started with a mongoose bike <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. so i tried it i still liked it so then i next went to the sprint triathlon which was a little bit more then i went to olympic then i went from olympic to my first half ironman and then for my first half Ironman, I went to my first full Ironman, um, 140.6 miles, and that was in 2017. Um, again, so even fast or rewind back a little bit, my goal was I wanted to do my first bodybuilding competition, I wanted to do my first marathon, and I wanted to do my first Ironman all before I was 25. And I was able to do that. Um, my first marathon and my first bodybuilding show were definitely rough because I went from doing my first marathon right into training for my first bodybuilding. And as you know, that was a horrible idea because I was <laughs> like, I, I had no muscle. Um, and again, I was still learning. So I didn't know too much about like how much your body needs to actually like fuel yourself, like more so the healthy fats. I was with a bad, um, coach at the time who was just like same exact thing, 12 weeks was all about fake sugars and all this crap. And now doing my own research, which I hope, you know, like I support completely, like if you're going to do something do your own research. Um, but doing that though, I just learned a lot, but again, I was like, okay, I hit these goals by the time I'm 25 and now I'm 27 and I'm kind of like, okay, what's the next step. And as you know, like I said, this is, something those are just big goals of mine but this is a lifestyle it's something that you know I've always grown up with um my father and my two sisters are severely obese um and they suffer from a lot of health issues um not just something like diabetes which this is a huge huge thing too but restless leg um gout pacemaker um just constant chest pains, uh, swelling, just a lot of issues. And I almost, the reason I do what I do is to set an example, not only for them, but even for my friends, like, you know, it is possible. Sometimes it's hard to turn away that second piece of cake or whatever. Like, I'm not saying to not live, but it's, I kind of, the reason I do what I do is just to maybe set an example for them and show, you know, it is possible. You can still have a great life while taking care of yourself and just having, somewhat of a balance so in a nutshell that's kind of how I got started into all this yeah that's really cool there's so many things where I'm like they're like little details of things that you said that really just makes not only makes sense but also that um you know hopefully we'll be able to cover uh, in this conversation um, but if not this time maybe another time but the first thing I wanted to that I noticed was like the last thing and that was the second piece of cake because you're going to have the first piece and it's just about understanding. So like, mm -hmm. okay, that now that like, 
how did that come to you? Was that more of like a natural thing? Is that something that you learned as, as you developed as an athlete after your bodybuilding experience? Like how did that kind of develop? Because obviously you have an understanding of what enjoying and balance feels like, but what's the background on that for you? So like bodybuilding, when I did my first bodybuilding show, cause I've done two and they, you'll see it all around social media. There's so many male and females that have body dysmorphia. They don't know what it is to have a balanced lifestyle. They don't have a balanced diet. Like I hate calling it a diet, but I mean, they're so used to, I have to count everything. I have to, um, I can't have that. Oh my gosh. If you even look at that, like I'm fat, like half the time it's like that body state, that body weight that you're that weight that you have for the stage is not maintainable like you can't keep that weight um and it's just it's like you think about like okay I mean even my husband right now we we have a set like schedule of like okay we'll prep our meals like don't set yourself up set yourself up for failure like okay I'll have my broccoli my chicken um I have a cup of rice this time I won't have carbs for this meal but then you know once once a week or so we'll go out and we'll go get a and W like, you know, like we just, I don't want it to be like how it was after I did my show where anything I ate a Snickers, I don't even like Snickers, you know, but I was like, I need everything. I need, like, I just went crazy. And then I felt so crappy about myself. And I was like, my mentally, I was drained physically. I just felt like crap. Like I wasn't strong. Um, I mean, and I always tell people all the time, like I'll use butter and everything on my food. Like fats are good for you. Your body needs those. Like I remember talking to a girl on stage and, um, she looked fantastic, like gorgeous. Her delts were beautiful. Like she looked awesome. And she was like, yeah, I, and we got talking about her diets and everything. And I asked her and she's like, yeah, I still had butter up until like two days ago. And I'm like, <laughs> what were you I, doing? Yeah. I was having, this is my butter. I put popcorn seasoning butter on my egg whites. <laughs> this is, this is like why, like I'm, I'm like, I'll do a marathon. I'll do, I'll go for, I'll try a triathlon or an Ironman or whatever. But like the bodybuilding is just like, man, that that's why like, you know, you find value in, in having a good coach. So you had mentioned before, so you've done two shows. Yes. And they're like back to back. It was within like three or four weeks from each other. Okay. Recommend. I think if you have a good coach, it is. It's hard because if you do it, I personally just want to see what, because I, I mean, I will discipline myself to the very end. Like I know I can do it. Like I will push myself to do anything I want to do, you know? And I'm like, you know what? I want to see what my body can really like, what my body's really made of. Like, I want to see like the leanest I could ever be. Like I knew I wasn't going to be able to well, before it, again, later on, I was like, why am I not that skinny anymore? But like, I knew at the time, like, Oh, I'm not going to maintain this, but I want to see, like, I want to see what it looks like if I have an eight pack, you know, I want to see what it looks like if I have this. And so I think it's something to do at least once, you know, just to kind of get a feel for it, but you have to be careful, have, again, do the research, find a good coach, someone like a good support team. Um, and again, it's, it's only 12 weeks of training for the most part. I mean, you think about that, but then after like four or five weeks of having fish and chicken every single week, you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but, so, okay. So you went, so to get the timeline that I understand you went marathon. How quickly did you go straight? Like 12 weeks to bodybuilding? 
Yeah. So I think I took like maybe a week off, if not like, yeah, I went straight from marathon to, um, the bodybuilding. And I remember, I'll never forget. So I even did like during the transition, I went from the marathon and I was starting to like transition into the bodybuilding. And again, I haven't fully transitioned yet, like started my diet or anything, but I was like in my head, like, oh, well I'm, I can't have any fats yet. Like I probably should like limit what I'm eating. So I, I did my first Olympic triathlon within that little period. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm already in shape. And I will never forget. I had a can of tuna fish before my first Olympic triathlon. That is it. A can of tuna fish, no mayo, nothing. And I shit you not. I had, um, Charlie horses and both of my thighs after the bike, getting off the bike. And I, I love running. I love swimming. But after I got off that bike, I looked like I, my legs weren't, I looked like Bambi, like just, I had to take like, for people with diabetes, I was like, I'm like, give me anything. Like I almost didn't finish. And I ended up in the ambulance at the end of that race. And you know what? I was the only one in my age group. So I still got first place in the <laughs> but it was like oh my god you idiot what were you thinking like i mean i've have learned the hard way have so, you run have you done a triathlon since then oh yeah did you do it so you had so you're prepping for bodybuilding you did the triathlon the olympic triathlon in the middle of that you did you two shows and then you've done you've done competitive like events since then okay yeah what's what's so okay when you went into the shows so obviously you were on a very, very rigid, like meal plan type of like preparation for, um, for the shows. Right. Yes. And what happened in like the three to four weeks? You said you had show one and then you had three to four weeks and you just kind of like kept up with the meal plan. Yeah. So what usually happens is like a week or, or not a week, like I would say like a few days prior to your show, they cut your water intake because they want you to really lean out however my coach never did that with me so I was kind of just lost like when I say like most coaches will adjust your meal plan like every I would say four weeks or so just because your body starts adjusting they notice if you're bloated when you eat certain foods yada yada I got to the point where it was I was at my eight week eight or nine week mark and I was eating fish around three times a day or sorry not fish three times a day chicken three times in a day four and a half ounces each time and it was to the point where I was at work curled up in a little ball after, and because my stomach felt like someone was going like this, ripping it or like, just, it was so, I was in so much pain. I couldn't get in touch with my coach. And turns out like he kept saying like, have teas, you have digestive issues, which it was neither of those. And it turns out I was just having way too much. It was just too much chicken. And I would say it's too much protein, but he then just adjusted it so that I was having chicken once a day and fish for four times a day instead, which is why I really hardly ever touch fish anymore because it was not even good fish. It was just like tilapia, like just, just protein. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was so crazy because my body was just starting to say like, screw you. Like you shouldn't be eating this much, like four and a half ounces of chicken for, I mean, I'm five, nine, all right. I was weighing around 138. Um, and I was having my six meals a day. And again, that much protein, my body was just like, no, it's not okay. Yeah. So following that. So, I mean, I think you probably had a couple things going on there it was not only like the protein density, but just like after like all the ups and downs of the different training and the stress of going into training 
And then just like really like the lack of variability in your diet, just because your coach is like, Hey, do this, eat this, you know, what, what happened after that second show? Like what, where did you go from there? Like you said you struggled with the Snickers. That was after your second show or. Yeah, that was after my second show. That was like, so I was done after that second show. Like after I did it, I, I mean, again, that's how screwed up I was though, is after the second show, everyone's like, you look great. And I still thought I had like a pouch. Like, I'm like, no, like I'm still not lean enough. Like what the heck? I did not cheat at all. The only sugars I was having was like six strawberries in the morning. And the only fat I was having was olive oil with my eggs and a little bit, um, with my, uh, spinach salad that I would have. Like, I'm like, what the hell? But again, it was just, I was so mentally and physically just screwed up from like, again, that, that show scene, like after that though, I just, I'm like, okay, you know, thinking, cause you're still in that mindset. You still want to like continue on with your six meals a day, but it's hard, especially being in the military. Like if you go on AT, like I remember, um, for my, the first show I was like, I had to go to like Fort McCoy or no, I think it was still New York. So I was at Fort drum and luckily we weren't out in the field. So I got to store some of my meals in like the refrigerator, but again it was like I barely had access to a microwave it was like cold fish and I'm like I'm not cheating like it was so disgusting and it was probably like I've never want to smell the smell of uh what is it old yams oh god like that happened one time just it's bad like but you're like I can't eat anything else like if it goes bad you're like what do I do and then you just drink more water until your next meal because <clears throat> you so don't want it uh, so Okay. I have a couple of questions from there. Where did it, where did the, the like discipline come from? Because like, that's an extreme amount of willpower and like from where you are, like from, you know, what I see in you now, it's turned into more of a discipline. And like you say, a lifestyle, whereas then it was just straight up willpower. It was just like, I'm going to do this because I'm going to do this. Where did that like come from or what, what drove you to stay that discipline? Well, honestly, I think what it, what it originally started from is in school, I was never, I was never good at school. I was never book smart. I wasn't ever street smart. I just always felt kind of, I hate saying it, but I felt stupid. I'm like, you know, I'm not good at anything. Like I'm not that great at this and not good that great at that. And when I started sports, I was like, wow, I'm actually like, okay in this. And I felt like with school and book, like homework and everything, I could study for hours and hours and hours and get a 70. And then I'd have my friend next to me who went out partying the next, the night before I got a 90 sports. I would work my ass off. I would practice. I would put in the time I'd put in the dedication and I would do well. Like, so it's like, I'm like, you know what, this is something I actually have control of. And so I kind of, that's where I told myself, like, this is the discipline I like where it it drove from, from is because I knew like, I can push my body to do what I want. As far as like studying and books, like my mom, my brain can only memorize so much stuff. But as far as like physically, like if I want to do it, I can, I just have to, again, like just do it. I mean, it all comes down to like, okay, get the proper sleep, you're eating and drinking well. And then again, just be smart about your training. So, I mean, the discipline, it just, it's like, I feel like it's almost like, I always kind of compare it to a marriage. Like if you want a marriage to work, you're not going to cheat on, you're not going to cheat on your significant other. Like, why is it any different with your health? Like, why would you cheat on your health? Like you don't get another body. This is the only body you have in this life. So why would you cheat on it? 
that's super powerful. And I like, I think that it takes, I think, I think it takes sometimes almost getting to that, that bad place. And, and I, I, I hesitate to say that, but like, you can definitely learn from the depths of your experience, which would be, you know, like, and not, not for me to put words in your mouth, but like, I mean, it sounded pretty miserable when you go through that, that, you know, the Olympic triathlon to show to show, and then to come out of that and still be where you're at now. And so like, when, so like you weren't a huge fan of school, but here now after like some of this stuff has happened and then like, again, me just kind of knowing about your work ethic during work, if you're organized and you want to get things done, you want it done the right way. And you know how to do that and try to communicate that. And I've also heard you mention too, like how important like reading is for you, whether it's nonfiction or fiction or whatever it is, but like, how did, how did that shift now that you are like, okay, so this like high school, college thing wasn't your favorite studying all the time. And you knew you could outwork, you, you could work hard in terms of sports. And then like you did this show in the marathon, you kind of like had these like rough experiences there. And how did that transition now into like, you know, being full-time in the guard and, you know, being like applying your work ethic there where you do have to study and you do have to, you know, you have to get your nose into some literature. Well, so it's like with my current job as a supply sergeant, um, the reason I love the job too is because I'm constantly, I'm helping others, you know, like if I do bad at my job, I'm could be screwing over a soldier. And that's the last thing I want. Like the soldier's like, Hey, I need this. And, you know, I've had a lot of soldiers come up to me and say, you know, wow, I never had, like, I didn't know I could get gear this quick, or I I didn't know I could get this or, Oh, you're actually going to listen to my input. Like, and the last thing I want is for a soldier to come up to me and them to ask me a question about my job. And I don't know. I hate that. It just, it's like, I'm, I'm supposed to be the professional um, where I'm at and they're coming to me, relying on me to know the answer. So it's like, you know, I like, just like, again, fitness, fitness is more of a hobby and a lifestyle for me. So I do my own research. It's, it's interesting to me. Like, I think I, everyone should be a little bit interested about like their own body. Like, why am I always tired? Um, why am I, why does my shoulders always hurt? Am I favoring a side, you know, kind of look into it yourself. Um, and so just like, again, with like fitness, health, to do your own research. I, it's just something that I'm passionate about. Like, it's just interesting to me. And then again, for my job, I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm setting up my soldiers for success. Um, and I want to be the best at what I'm doing. And one thing I do truly, I'm so glad that I took on this full-time position is that when I was just an M day soldier doing drill weekends and having my other career, or I don't even say career, my other job, it's just, my brain was constantly flip-flopping like, okay, I'm trying to remember my position doing this stuff, but then I'd be gone for two weeks trying to do a good job at like my military position. It's, it was so hard to kind of transition um, and remember certain forms and all that stuff. And I just felt like I was, wasn't excelling to the best I could be at either job because I was constantly being pulled in different directions. So now just working full-time in this AGR position, it's been, it's been awesome. I've had a lot of great resources. And that's another thing, even with like health and wellness, like to have people like you that know what they're talking about and just kind of get input and even just, um, I guess, motivation just to keep going. Like, you know, I, if anyone tells you they don't have a bad day, like that's the biggest lie because you're always <laughs> going to have those days. Like I said this morning, 
I literally was like, one, two, three, go. Like it's cold out, but I got to, you know, I got to get going. It's good. And then once you're out there you, or once you're doing what you need to do, you'll never regret it. You know, it's just like any workout you do. I've never heard anyone say, oh, I regretted that workout. Right. So, whatever. <laughs> so, so first off, how, like, <laughs> so when, when cold, why, like, do you prepare, like, as it's getting colder out, like, kind of like you said, like, is there like a certain time of the year, whether it's like a certain week where you're like, all right, you have to wake up a little bit earlier to get the dogs out or whatever. You were kind of seeing that example. And then you're just like, okay, go. Or like, well, that's something you had to do like brand new with the dog. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. working out in the morning or getting the dog, any of that. Yeah. Like, so I prefer to work out in the morning and I tell myself, unless there are times where I'm mentally, like, it's like, again, it's all mental. You psych yourself out. Like, well, you're laying in bed. You're like, well, technically I have time to work out this afternoon. So there's been times where that's happened. I'm not going to lie, but I know either way I'm telling myself I'm working out today. If it's not this morning, then I'm going to have to stay after work and get it in. So, um, and with the dogs too, it's like, they're like your kids. I mean, I love my dogs to death, but I'm like, okay, I'd hate for them to sit inside all day. And then again, if I don't wake up that morning and then I'm working out at night, then it's later. And then that's time that I want to spend with my husband, you know, like he gets home late. So I'm like, it's just good to get it out, uh, get it done in the morning. Um, there was a book I read and it was phenomenal. I highly recommend it. It's called own your day, own your life. Um, couldn't tell you who wrote it, uh, but it was a really great book. And it was like, the first thing it says is when you first wake up, like first do like, just immediately get up, do maybe like a 10, 15 minute, like something just to get your blood moving. See, um, uh, natural light half the time it's dark, but if you can see natural light as soon as you wake up. And then also, uh, uh, to have a good natural stressor. So it always talks about, and I've seen this in multiple places is doing a cold plunge. So like if you're in a shower or whatnot and my cold plunge for me, technically I'm still working on the shower thing because I just hate cold showers, but, um, it's just going out again when it's so brisk outside, like that's kind of like the fresh air in your face, you're getting the sunlight, you're moving, you're getting your blood flowing. And it's a good way to like, wake yourself up. You feel good. Um, you know, you're just getting your day started. And then after I take them for a walk, I have my coffee and I go head to the gym and then um, start my day. So, but so that's kind of like the, the little like with like half hour, maybe of was just kind yeah. of like get yourself ready, natural stressor. I wonder if, do you know, have, first off, did you hear, I think it was an Air Force, like Colonel Air Force. I don't know the guy who says make your bed in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I wonder like, I don't know. No, I don't think it was Air Force. I think it was Navy SEAL. I'm giving that. Yeah. Oh, God, don't say that. Pissed, I just said that. <laughs> um, he's bro. Yeah, he's pissed. Um, but I've I've read some literature, especially from like those, the, the operators in terms of, you know, like special operations for anyone who is not familiar with, um, you know, those groups and that sort of thing. But like, I was, I remember this guy, he does, life is a special operation. That's like his brand name on YouTube. And um, he puts out a lot of really great content, but he always talks about natural stressors too. And so I was like, I kind of like smiling, laughing as you're talking about like the cold shower. Cause I did, I, so I did the Wim Hof seminar or like this like level, I don't know what, what it is. It's just like an introduction. You know what Wim Hof is, who that is. No. So Wim Hof is like, they call him the Iceman and he's like all about, he has like, it's called the Wim Hof like breathing method but then okay. you incorporate like cold showers or plunges like you were talking about. Um, 
but there's, there's, I mean, there's research. I haven't looked into the research. I like, so before I like go out and support any of the specific stuff of it, I usually like to get a little bit more into yeah. it, but like I do it, I do the cold showers because it's kind of like you said, it's that like relief. I mean, and I, well, they would say there's just so many natural, there's so many actually not natural, but bad, like bad stressors in our life between finances, work, relationships, and your body's constantly always stressing that way. And these natural stressors are actually ways to like, like help us with our breathing. Like, I mean, just again, it's looking into it. There's just, there were so many great benefits to it. Um, I mean, even just skin benefits. I mean, you hear about all these, um, those. I was, I was literally just about to ask you, I was like, cause I've heard of it. I've experienced it, but I was just curious. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I've only done it once and I'm like, oh, that'd be nice. But, <laughs> you know. I'd rather do those than the cold plunge, but again, I'm like, financially, there goes to the finance stressors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, well, people will hate me for saying this, but ever since I moved to Arizona, it's been hard to actually get a cold shower. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, you get cold, but um, I try to get it as cold as possible. But um, and we even have like a heated pool. Like it's, it sounds stupid, but I was like looking forward to having like a pool. That would be like kind of cold that I could get into yeah. whatever, but um, have you ever done the polar plunge before? Yes. Okay. So you like you, you've done, yeah. if you've done that in Wisconsin, you've done cold plunges. Oh, I did my cold plunge. Ours was in New York. So I guess oh, it's you, not any better. Yeah. yeah I was going to say same thing. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, I think that there is, I think there's a ton of value in that too. And that, and not, not just like, it's not just about going out and getting that natural stressor either. Like, if I just told you to go, told you to go stand out in the cold for 15 minutes, cause it's going to make you better. Like it wouldn't like no one, no one would grow from that, but it's about going out and em embracing that stressor. And actually you actually did it like subconsciously, I think, but like your um, unnatural or like bad stressors, you were like this, like, this is your posture. But then when you're out in the cold and you brave it and embrace it, like I've done this too, like cold walks. And I'm just like, I'm going like I, I just need to get outside and you do this like you stand yeah. up get your posture right and you get a little colder if your neck is exposed you know like I always wore I always wore something to cover my neck as much as I can remember but <laughs> still it just feels like colder but you're like yeah like I can do this you know and it just I think it speaks to um the pot like one the posture and how that helps but also just like your attitude around it handling the stressor and then like your intent to re like recover it, it's not like you know exactly. you're not going out there to intentionally get frostbite but to recover you're just letting your body warm up naturally whether it's on your walk or as you go inside or whatever exactly yeah no definitely so that's cool so um yeah i i really appreciate you coming out i think this is a good place to to wrap up and leave people with the the way to challenge themselves and add natural stressors to their lives but and do an iron um, man <laughs> what's that i said and do an iron man and do an iron man so okay what were the three it was marathon iron man and bodybuilding show before you were 25 yes okay. before i was 25 and i will say though the bodybuilding like i said i'm glad i did it and you know, i've talked about potentially ever doing again probably won't but um I did not get the high like if you ever do your first 5k your first 10k all that stuff you do it and you're like wow 
I just freaking did this. This is amazing. I like, I worked so hard and I did such a great job and you get that. I don't know. I personally get that high and I'm like, okay. And it's you against you, you versus you. And then with the bodybuilding, it's like, you get up on stage, you know, this is the best that you put out there. Like you've never looked this good and you have, you're up on stage and you have someone else saying that you're not good enough. And you're like, get up there, you get down and then it's done. <laughs> you're like, I just did all this for 12 weeks. I, di- I ditched my friends. I did doubles for weeks. I like, I did all this. And I mean, granted, like if you get first, like, but some of those shows you go into and there's only like four other people you're going against. So it's like some of it, it's like this, this one female, it's like, oh, she's been doing it for 20 years, you know? Yeah. And then, so, but that's my uh, personal opinion of it is like, again, I recommend to try, like, if you really want to give it a shot, like go for it. It was definitely an experience. I mean, I don't regret it, but I definitely did not get the high I did from doing my first marathon, my first bodybuilder or my first, um, Ironmans and all that stuff. So, so it was like Ironman marathon. It was the, this, those are the high ones there. And then triathlon is like accessible, but still pretty good high. And then bodybuilding was like, why did I do this? Yeah. But like, I also got tougher. But yeah, and I mean, even I've done like the Tough Mudders and stuff like that. Those were all super fun. Like, I just remember during the Ironman, like I cried around six different times during the run and I wasn't in pain, but it was because I just kept crying because I couldn't believe that I was doing it. I did it in Louisville, Kentucky, and I, I was running and I saw a teacher who actually inspired me in high school. She came and surprised me and saw me running it. So I saw her and I was so like, oh sweet. my God. Yeah, it was just awesome. Then I had a buddy that I knew just met this past, like the past year and I was training with him from Wisconsin. He came out and surprised me and started running with me. I was like, oh my gosh. And then my dad, again, at the time, he was probably 74 years old. He was at the finish line and it was just like, it was such an awesome experience. Like you just, I'm everyone, because I had all my, like a lot of people who couldn't be there. They said, they're like, you're crazy. You literally were smiling the entire stretch you were finishing. Like, you just did 140 miles. Why are you smiling? But it was just such an awesome experience to say, wow, like, I mean, I did that. Like my body did that. It was just incredible. So, okay. When you're so that first off, that's amazing. And it's so cool too. Like you, you've mentioned it throughout. And so I can tell that it's a, a valuable, like piece of training of work or whatever it is, but that team aspect and like having people in your corner and so I think that, I mean, that's like the perfect example of it too. And like how powerful it is, especially game day when you're just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> these people are here for me. This is awesome. Exactly. It was so cool. So what is your, so what is your training like now? Um, so training now is I train at least five days a week. Um, I will do legs. So I don't like specify, like I'll just do like legs back. So then back and shoulders. Wednesdays, I'll usually do buys and tries and then legs again, and then back and shoulders. Um, and then during the, like Saturday and Sunday, um, my husband and I, he really loves mountain bike races or mountain trails, or whatever. So we do take our fat tire bike out if we can. Um, we'll either take the dogs for a walk or a run, um, road bike, anything like that. I mean, we really, like we really, he really enjoys the, um, the mountain bike trails, but so that's something we try to do as much as possible, but just something to stay active. Again, it's like, I'm active for the most part, 
every single day, but Saturday and Sunday, like, I'm not going to kill myself if I can't make it to the gym. But again, it's like half the stuff I'm like, well, what do you want to do today? Like, okay, let's go to the gun range. And then we're going to go for a walk with the dogs or let's go outside, you know, just do something. Right. And so it's like, you, you, there's, there's no, oh, there's no debt. There's no like, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to pay this back into the gym next week or anything like that, because it's more of like a, an intentional and natural you know, active life. Yeah. And you don't want to get an unhealthy relationship with the gym. Like if there's days again, you know, as well as I do, like rest days are just as important, but you have to, you have to listen to your body. I mean, obviously if your body's like, well, I don't want to work out for the past two weeks, that's just you being lazy. <laughs> but if you start to feel your body just feel fatigued and you're starting to hate it, you need to switch something up. Like maybe like there was, for instance, today, I, I came in, um, we had a crazy weekend and I'm like, I need to work out today, but I just, I'm not feeling it like today. So I just went for a four mile run. Like I'm like, I personally enjoy running. So that wasn't bad for me, but I know most people are like, ew, <laughs> but I like, I was like, okay, four mile run. I can get this out of the way easy and I'm doing something today, but like, I'm not going to force myself to the point where I hate it. Like that's actually why I switched so much between like, there's be months where I'll do lifting more so. And then there's months where I'll just like, I'll but before COVID that I do like specifically like running like race wise. And then I'll kind of switch to a triathlon season. Like, I switch up my seasons, not only just for like my joints and everything, like kind of give it a break, like running all year round, I would never do. Um, but it just also, so I don't get sick of anything. Like I love sports. I love being active. And I think a good way to not get sick of it is to constantly like rotate out. Like if you start to get, I mean, I was after a few marathons I trained for, I was like, wow, I'm like really starting to like loathe running. I'm like, that's not okay. So I was not like, your okay, body. yeah, you like running. Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of give that like good balance, just keep active, but you know, switch it up a little bit. So I have one more question because I forgot to ask earlier, but when you're working and you know, you're like, you're full time there. Do you have, do you find yourself like less capable of being active during the like duty day or do you make it a point to get up and get steps or do you find that it's active enough as it is that you, uh, yeah. I mean, it depends on the day. Like there's some days where I'll have to drive to Camp Douglas or Fort McCoy and that's like a two hour drive. And I'm like, okay. Like, I know if I know I have to make that drive, like, again, I'm like, okay, can I make it to the gym in the morning? If I, if I know I have to leave by 6am, I'm like, do I want to wake up at 3am to try to get a workout in? Or will I stay a little later to make sure I get that workout in? So I prioritize, you can't, it's just like the food thing. You have to set yourself up for success. Like plan your head, plan ahead, plan your schedule. Um, but there's like, there are days where I can, for the most part, I usually get to, work which there's the gym there um and I'll get to work around seven and I'll work out to around like 8 15 ish and then I'll stretch for 15 minutes and then I'll be working by nine um because luckily with the military they allow us to have one hour designated to PT um during your work day which is awesome and I'm so thankful for um yeah and it's still up to you to to take advantage of it Exactly. I mean, there's so many people that don't, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is the best thing ever. Like, this is why I took this job. Like, you're a paid is- athlete. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I might as well be sponsored. Like, I have a gym yeah. here. I play gym membership. It's it's awesome, and you know, you, a lot of people you just take advantage of it. And 
if you continue to do this throughout your life, I feel like, I mean, so many people are like, oh, I've been killing it for the past two months and now I'm quitting. Like the people that kill it for two months and then take three months off and then kill it for like a month. Like if you just keep up with it, like 30 minutes, 32 an hour, like each day, like, or like, like I said, just take walks. Like you won't have to, if you continue with that, you won't have to kill yourself every time you go to the gym, like that you can just maintain where you are and be happy, you know? Um, but yeah, I just, there are days that I know that I'm sitting a lot. Like luckily I was able to get myself a sit stand desk. So that's super nice. Um, but, and it's like, unfortunately I have, I just had my back surgery in May, uh, for herniated disc, which, yeah, so that was no fun. Unfortunately it was not a success, but you know, there are more days that it's like, you know, I got super frustrated, but even, even with that, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to let this affect me. You know, there's people that, you know, have been overseas and have lost their limbs and, you know, have it so much worse than I do. And I'm like, and they're still going strong. So why am I complaining and saying, oh, well, I can't lift as heavy as I used to five years ago. You know, like I could still do stuff. I can still run. I can still lift somewhat, you know, I just can't lift as heavy. And, you know, I just, you got to kind of like, again, mentally push through sometimes when you're feeling bad for yourself, be like, you know what, you, you can do this, like give yourself a little pep talk and keep going. After a short technical break, we hit record for a few more minutes for some more pearls and nuggets. Here it is. I did bodybuilding. I was the weakest I'd ever been. And, but I was 138. And then when I did my Ironman, I was 145. And I will say I was the physically the strongest at that point because I was swimming, biking, running, and I was even still lifting when I did Ironman training. Like it was, I was, but that again, it took it. Like, I was so glad Brandon was understanding about it, but I mean, there would be Sunday mornings where I'm like, all right, I'll see you in seven hours. <laughs> like go for a bike ride. Like, yeah. But it was just, it was crazy the amount of like the difference of how you felt during those, like everyone's like, Oh, bodybuilding, you're so strong. And then you see these guys, they could barely like put up the bar. Like, cause they're just like, so depleted of everything, like all the right fats. And Oh my gosh, it was just, that's why I always tell people it was always funny to see, because obviously the first thing a lot of people look at specifically females is weight. And looking back, like my one thirty looked disgusting. I just looked like, bones like yeah, it wasn't yeah. anything it wasn't anything appealing and it wasn't I wasn't strong and I'm like eh, you know but again it, I think I like to experience those things like to experience for your own to know you know like okay that's this is what you don't do I guess I always learn the hard way too this is what you don't do this is what you do this is how this is going to be so but it, yeah, no, it, I, I think I think the uh like the over overlying theme too is like hard shit you know like you know like test yourself like have have your go-tos but also like you said it before like the rotation i really like that idea too and i i think that that's personally something i like to do too where i'm like you have like seasons right so like for me you know when i know there's gonna be a pt test coming up like i'm gonna score good on them you know so like maneuver your workout to that a little bit you know like yeah i'll, I'll work on capacity because strength will never be an issue for the army standards for me but then you know i still want to get strong so like there's gonna be a season for strength and capacity and then you know body composition so like you have it's totally fair to do all that and like not only that in challenging yourself but like you said joint health and and just 
general enjoyment of life. Exactly. And like, I see you kind of like you dabble with like CrossFit and stuff. Like that's one thing I, unfortunately, like I never got into soon enough before I hurt my back. And I wish I would have, because I feel like it's so much fun. It's different. You can get a great workout in. And again, like 20, 30 minutes, like there's some workouts that are to the aspect of just no body weight or sorry, just body weight, um, that are really great and like get your heart rate going, you know, but it's unfortunately like my back is so bad that if I don't have like that perfect form and I just slip up for a second, it's like, and I'm like, Oh no, what happened? Everything, so, like, everything after that is just a prayer. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, focus on the breathing. <laughs> like, but I always see that. And I was like, I, cause I follow a few, um, uh, a few females on Instagram that do like more so CrossFit training. Um, and it looks, it looks awesome. Phenomenal. It's actually, a female that I know from aerosol school that she was really big into CrossFit. And again, she just, she looks strong. She looks happy, like just fulfilled, you know, not like that she needs to eat a cupcake type of thing. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think itself I, like i think the range is spreading where you see the trend going towards like like the fit and fed crowd right like which is super important that's really where i like i mean that that's where i identify most like what pushed my clients to right is fit and fed more versus like this you know starvation crowd or fad diets or yo-yo dieting or whatever that is you know and like i think i think even too like you know, fitness is always evolving. The space is always evolving. There's always going to be new different like methodologies, but I think even CrossFit, you're seeing like, um, more like CrossFit and then like aesthetics versions of CrossFit where it's not yeah. so, so capacity based. Um, but also that just like understand, like that support the culture of like, you gotta eat, you know, like you gotta eat and you gotta have a life too. Cause like, the amount of people doing this for a living is so little. So like, why, you know, why kill yourself over it? Exactly. No, for sure. I, I agree. But. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to set up another one of these, but I, that was perfect. I really appreciate your time. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm sorry. No, I had a good time. Um, but yeah, let me know. And, uh, good luck. Um, in Arizona. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Mark. You have a good one. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. That wraps up this action-packed conversation about strength of discipline, pushing competitive sports to the edge, and recovering to sustainable and adventurous lifestyle. If you enjoyed this episode, please screenshot this episode and tag me at Joe Mike Paul in your story so we can show who else is tuning in and turning up. Until next time.